Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week. This is episode seven. You know who I am. I'm Jared Cummings, the lawyer. And I'm Delano D'Souza, the policy analyst. And we're here. Delano, this week is a bit of a ominous one, you know. Um, the end of YouTube. The, the end of social media. Okay, maybe it's not that serious. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we're here to discuss a very important um, directive that's taking place in the EU. It's the European Union Directive on copyright in the digital single market and a lot of persons refer to it as article 13 just because article 13 is the more controversial and divisive article yeah it sounds very ominous it's like <laughs> yeah, article <sure>. 13 <laughs> <laughs> you know so um so well article 13 itself as you would hear when we get into it it's um it really deals with filtering content for well it's supposed to be for the benefit of copyright holders but when we get into it you will explain a bit more what it's about and um, you know there are some other articles as well article 11 that's another one and article 12 a we're not gonna touch on that too much but really the ones that are causing all the controversy and stirring the media headlines right now are articles 11 and 13 mm, well you guys would recognize that this in some ways as a maybe a departure from you know the topics that we've sort of discussed in the past and you know we usually try to the whole the whole objective of the podcast is to speak from a, a caribbean perspective and about caribbean issues and so you may be asking yourself why are we speaking about the, this european um union directive the answer is quite simple basically it affects us it affects the world yeah, it affects yeah. the caribbean it affects the way uh we we do not stop sharing memes uh, exactly. uh, and, and so on and on uh, Facebook and social media and Instagram and so it's, it's really become pervasive in terms of how we live our day to day and so this this directive uh, has a potential to affect the way that we you know we start to utilize social media what we're able to do what we're no longer able to do some things that we've you know grown accustomed to definitely that we're not going to have to sort of you know reposition ourselves and and try to kind of give the owners of of this material you know the, the respect and and so on so we're gonna get into it and you know as we kind of go deeper you're gonna see how important it is for us especially you know those of us who spend a lot of time on social media yeah no it's, it's actually as the answer is important and to be honest you might sound you might, you might think it has a bit more legal tone to it but Delano is the one who actually suggested it to me. I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we should discuss that just because of its yeah. wide-ranging effects around the world, you know, because of the internet bringing us closer together, the way we interact with each other. It's important to touch on. Well, let me just say that this particular topic wasn't necessarily suggested. I mean, it was suggested to me by one of our avid listeners, uh, Mikhail Akers. Right, right, right. And he gave me, he brought it to me at the time when he brought it to me. I, I didn't even fully understand what it was. And so you being the lawyer, my <laughs> lawyer, <laughs> you know, and potentially your lawyer <laughs> there you go you know I, I said I would bring it to you so that you can kind of not just educate me but educate you know our listeners and, and those who take the time out to, to sit with us and chat on a weekly basis yeah it's, it's, it's good to just touch on you know just because we use social media and the internet so much at least you know I think everybody will be a bit familiar with it or at least be able to appreciate what we're saying today about mm. it so you know over the years you know there's there's just been this 
ever-increasing use of social media platforms you know Facebook Instagram Twitter you know as well as platforms like YouTube which are trying to diversify into the whole social media arena mm -hmm. you know before YouTube was just posting videos but now they have this whole social media component behind mm -hmm. it you know Definitely. and, and um, you know with commenting and sharing stories etc mm -hmm. and really content creators on these platforms whether or not you're just uploading a video uploading some audio on SoundCloud um, writing an article mm -hmm. Content creators they doing want to a know, doing a podcast, doing a podcast. You know, content creators want to know, hey, how can I be protected? You know, mm -hmm. um, I worked hard to create what I did. You know, this is my craft. I want to ensure that persons can't just come, go on SoundCloud and download it and use it and call it their own. Mm -hmm. Go, you know, on YouTube and take snippets and mm -hmm. say it's my own. You know, that kind of thing. And in addition to that, how do I monetize it? I mean, obviously, right. I'm putting this content out there. Yes, we're putting this podcast out in our case because we want to kind of educate and uplift and engage in conversation. But there are others who, are, who have that, that element where they want to make money off of their, yeah. of their, of their craft. Yeah, it's a livelihood, I yeah. mean, especially on YouTube. And that's why, that's why I recall the episode today, the end of YouTube, because YouTube is really the biggest platform for content creators, I would mm -hmm. say. And uh, I think on YouTube and YouTubers, as they call them, they have their own word now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they, I think they actually make a livelihood or more of a livelihood on YouTube than on any other platform. True, true. So, you know, they have been looking for a way to protect their content. And obviously they've had to turn to IP law in the past, you know, intellectual property law to protect mm -hmm. their rights. And, uh, you know, IP has tried to be the answer, you know, and companies have tried to implement methods to prevent the proliferation of using copyrighted material without a proper license or permission from mm -hmm. the copyright holder. And uh, for example, YouTube, which as we said, is the, you know, the biggest, one of the biggest companies for you to put your material out there on right now. YouTube has created its content ID program and that allows copyright owners to submit content to YouTube so that when videos are uploaded to YouTube, then they're scanned against this database of files that have been submitted by the content owners and when there's a match the content is flagged and the owners can decide what should happen to those uploaded videos by the others uh, so wait basically them fellas basically have uh, a record of, uh, of all the stuff that are submitted and should you and I uh, let's say upload content that, that, that has Snip, a snippet or something mm. of somebody else's material then YouTube will essentially YouTube will essentially flag that and then right. they will alert the owner and then the owner then would say okay am I going to allow this am I going to ask that it's blocked or is it, is it blocked immediately and then pending a response from the, from the owner no yeah the owner can decide what they want to do because the owner can say hey allow them to have to post it mm -hmm. but monetize it and give me all the money okay so even though you posted the content okay because okay. it contains my material mm -hmm. Let them have it, yeah. Let mm -hmm. them get the views, but I will get the um the 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 ad the ad value from okay, it. Okay, the ad value. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I think just because we were doing this podcast as well, we discovered what CPM means. You know, it's cost per thousand when you and that's how um, ad agencies put mm -hmm. out their ads out there for content creators. So like even when we were doing this podcast, a few oh yeah, some a couple of people right. from the from um platforms from reached out to, reach us, out to us, right, and kind of said you know we want to be listed on the, on their platforms and right. so on. And of course, we said no because you know can't sell ourselves short. So, but we got some insight into yeah. how it works, you know, because right there they're putting their fees out and say hey. If you get a thousand listens, mm -hmm. then you know we pay you twenty dollars, blah 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 blah, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how it works on YouTube and so forth. So, like we we're saying, when somebody posts 
content, then it's up to the copyright holder to say, once it's flagged, mm. to say, monetize it, give me the proceeds, or block it, take it down, etc. So, you know, that's, that's how it has been going. And to an extent, copyright holders have been appeased, and they're like, okay, well, you know, it works. Mm-hmm. But obviously, there are um, opponents of it who say it doesn't really work so well. And I think Dylan and I actually had a taste of it, not on YouTube, but the workings of an algorithm. Because when we did the medicinal marijuana mm-hmm. podcast and we posted an ad on, mm-hmm, on Facebook, mm-hmm. they flagged it. Yes, they, 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 they flagged it. We couldn't, we couldn't do any sort of advertising for it because it contained, um, you know, uh, met, uh, marijuana. Marijuana had to be it. just because the algorithm scanned and yeah. saw the word marijuana. You know, there's no human element, element to say, kind of, hey, mm. this is something educational. This is yeah. not somebody trying to sell marijuana on Facebook. They're just trying to educate. It's a podcast, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. that that's where we can see the flaws because the algorithm yeah. isn't perfect. The artificial intelligence that really right. you know, goes through these um, these submitted material isn't perfect. Not perfect. And, and, and it's a long way from what I've read. It's a long mm-hmm. way from 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 having that sort of like you mentioned the human element that that we kind of need. Yeah, and that is one of the big problems with Article Thirteen mm-hmm. when when we get down to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, like we were saying, there's the, there are these mechanisms in place for copyright holders. But in IP law, you know, that's, that's where the book stopped. That's, that was the extent of it. Because mm-hmm. in IP law, we like to say that the property owner, it's up to the property, the property owner, the copyright holder, to enforce his or her rights. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, well, for trademarks, for example, you know, we can all go down, I guess, a Chinatown, there's an equivalent or, <laughs> yeah, uh, you yeah, know, yeah. something like that, where you could see a, a, a Mikey shoe instead of a Nike no. shoe, <laughs> that kind of thing, you know. And, you know, it's infringing on the trademark, but it's up to Nike to actually come and do something. Oh, so you're saying that if they don't, then it's basically free game unless Nike identifies them and says, well, hey, we're going on. Yeah. You're, you're infringing on our That's idea. And, and when you don't act upon your trademark as well. It could be dangerous because somebody else could develop a right into it more than you okay. just because you don't act on it so it's important but that's where the book stopped that's how it has been for i mean that's how it has always been on youtube and elsewhere it's up to the property rights holder mm. to come and tell youtube tell facebook mm. etc so basically what you're saying is that this is kind of the catalyst now for the eu directive on copyright that we're discussing here correct right so the eu they've come up with this directive to to try to address that and it has changed the, the exact thing. It has shifted the burden from the copyright holder to the company, mm-hmm. which obviously companies like YouTube and Facebook and so are strongly against because mm-hmm. it puts the entire um, burden on them that mm-hmm. they are the ones now who have to ensure that no copyrighted material Basically, you're messing with the people money <laughs> you understand yeah. man i'm trying to secure the bag <laughs> yo they're talking about ip and <laughs> yeah and i mean and you would see the spill-off effects as well because it affects everyone you know as we discussed a bit more and we get down into it i guess we can probably start by discussing what a directive is yeah as about this is what because <laughs> we've been speaking about this eu directive what is an eu directive yeah so it's something that especially when i studied abroad you know we do EU laws and that kind of thing and you know we look at the European Council and European Parliament but an, a directive is essentially legislation created by the European Union Parliament and it's implemented for the member states to implement in their own local um, local legislation mm. so the 
EU directives, you know, those instruments would set out objectives for the member states to establish a framework mm -hmm. um, you know, to implement into their own legislation. So they would take on board what the directive says okay. and then they have, I think, two years in which to implement those um, those. So, so, points so basically what you're saying is that it doesn't become law across EU member states immediately. They're no. given a grace period of about what, two years, right. uh, by which time they have to then develop a legislative framework uh, to sort of implement basically not just the crux or the, the, the important elements of the, of the directive and then that will be rolled out across all the member states. That's what you're saying. Right, yeah. So each, each member state is essentially responsible for implementing it. So mm -hmm. some might have a different interpretation of words and so forth. That's why a lot of this would come out in the wash, yeah? Because people right now, they don't exactly know how it's going to work, how it's going to function. You have an idea based on the EU directive. But England, for example, might say, hey, you know, we want this If they're word. still in the UK. If they're, yeah, if they're, they're still, still in, in the, the EU. EU. <laughs> right. They might say, hey, I want this particular um, paragraph to mean X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, uh, France might say something else. Mm -hmm. So we can't exactly say how it's going to come out right now, how it's all going to work right now. But from the directive, we can glean, you know, what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We can have a, a sense of a, a, an idea of what's going to happen. And just to put this into sort of a Caribbean context, Janik, uh, you would recall, for those of you who follow the regional news, that... Um, Prime Ministers and different persons around the region have recently spoken about uh, what they've called sort of an invasion of our Caribbean law in the sense that we've essentially been forced to implement or uh, to pass certain legislation surrounding um, um, the, the, the international business sectors here. Right. right. And that uh, is akin really to, uh, it's something that, that has the potential to affect us because if this, if this particular directive is uh, implemented across the EU and so on and then the EU then forces us yeah. as they've done in, in the past with other with issues other bits, yeah. with other issues to start to adapt uh, the frameworks that they've developed so I kind of just just to throw that out there because it then has the potential okay it's mm -hmm. implemented there and then because we know are always trying to you know keep uh, kind of forced to keep because a lot of these things are tied to our aid and and, and, yeah. and access to the European Development Fund and so yeah, on and so forth. So exactly. Yeah. So because it's the same thing we had to pass a law uh, recently about the international business sector because it's we have to do it in order to get the aid in order to keep favor mm -hmm. with them and so on and it's sort of like a hegemonic relationship in some uh, sort of imperialist mm -hmm. type setup. But you know me, I ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> you know I always get carried away with something. Eh? But that's just to say that don't ignore this thing and pretend like if it's up there and it anything coming here. Yeah. No, 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 you're absolutely right. As we say, because especially because we're dealing with the internet, <laughs> it affects everyone, you know, because of yep. just what the internet is. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a global, you know, it's a global way to access information from everywhere, from Europe and you know, North America, everywhere. So if they're implementing this kind of thing, then you know, obviously there will be effects for, you know, the Caribbean and the region as well. Mm -hmm. So it's not anything to turn your head mm -hmm. at, turn your head at, at, you know. So um, that's essentially what the directive is, you know. And in this particular copyright directive, there are seventeen individual articles. And as we said, the most substantial, the most divisive, the most controversial are articles eleven and thirteen. And as we say, because of, well, I guess 13 is the most controversial and some persons actually just refer to the entire directive as the Article 13 mm -hmm. um, directive. Because that's how I first read about it. So, but I guess we could get into what the articles are, at least, you know, what, what effects they'd have. Mm -hmm. you know? And the, the kind of main ones, yeah. Right. So, if we look at Article 11, Article 11 is actually sometimes referred to as the link tax. 
and you know that's because of what it's gonna affect links actual actual oh as links. in links when you click on stuff when yeah when you share links like, oh niche, okay right so like so like um news oh, um, news aggregators right and so on. exactly so it's gonna affect the way that they share news articles and so forth because the article intends to get news aggregators like mm-hmm. google like news google, and so um, apple news is right. one i've been using recently to actually pay publishers for using snippets of their articles mm-hmm. on their platforms so the directive actually says that you know press publications may obtain a fair and proportionate remuneration for the digital use of their press publications by information society service providers so this is referring to the news aggregators and so forth to me this is a big one you know because mm. even regionally and obviously internationally but i can speak mm. from a regional perspective uh, i get a lot of I, I get a lot of my news in the sense that i get the art the links to the articles and so on on twitter for example and a lot of um, newspaper outlets and so I've been complaining like you know people would use pieces of the article they would share yeah. the link and so on and so but and then in the end the person who started tweet or something and 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 think them is the one who get in the forward them mm. is the one who uh, who get in the, the the clicks and and probably monetizing the whole thing as opposed to the, the actual people who go out and write mm. the news yeah and actually create the articles yeah, exactly. people are just regurgitating articles that <laughs> yeah. are already written by these big corporations and mm-hmm. calling it their own yeah. you know but the the so the directive the article article 11 it aims to pretty much target that mm-hmm. right but what's gonna happen is it's gonna change the way we currently share links now like i really obviously you remember 10 years ago why are you doing this 10 year challenge but um you know 10 years ago you share an article on i don't know facebook oh, yeah facebook facebook, facebook yeah man. facebook was there yeah. facebook it would just be a link yeah you know, yeah, yeah, yeah but you couldn't see you, you couldn't see, see anything uh, yeah right. now you could actually see a snippet of it, it would, mm-hmm. you know it'd populate a picture and so yeah, forth yeah. you would even extract a bit of the headline mm-hmm. and all of that and you, you decide if you are really bad exactly man. because before you just see http yeah, you know yeah, yeah, colon yeah. forward <laughs> like you can click this forward slash backslash <laughs> you know so that's what um, these companies have developed in order to make the make the links more attractive, mm-hmm. make clicking them more attractive. But what Article 11 would do is do away with that because uh, an exemption that the that the EU is contemplating is to make it that uh, you could share the link, but where you where there's snippet, a accompanying snippet, snippet then but how long does a snippet have to be exactly that's a good question because that's something else that's gonna come out in the wash because nobody knows mm. persons are saying hey is it one wait, wait, wait that's gonna come out in the one the wash yeah what's the wash that's <laughs> 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 yeah, that, that, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so you know that, that's the thing it's gonna change the landscape of how we share articles how we share news and uh, it might not be for our benefit because we're so used to doing it this particular way and we've been doing it for so long as we say for maybe i don't know maybe maybe the past 10 years or so we've been sharing news and articles in a more appealing way or in a way that could actually attract um viewers mm-hmm. and readers so basically we're saying in terms of what this means for us is that uh on our sites like facebook twitter reddit pinterest slack and so on they will no longer if this thing becomes a thing <laughs> yeah they will no longer display like an extract from the articles and so on, unless of course they provided to pay the content creators correct and, and so on and so you, you believe that possibly could lead to maybe a less informed population mm-hmm. and news doesn't yeah. get spread as fast or as effectively and so on but then the content creators might say well i, I mean our newspapers are going out of business 
that's not true. This bro. is revenue that we not only deserve but we need. <laughs> so you know that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish there. There's a lot of components to this thing, eh? Yeah, I mean when you really sit down and look at the spill-off effects and how it mm-hmm. can affect us, the way we use the internet, the way we consume content now, then you can see that it can have a, a you know a really big impact on the, just the way we do everything now. Mm-hmm. The, the, the way we are accustomed to doing things can change completely, you know, if if it's passed. And um, you know, there are there's also an exemption for legitimate private and non-commercial use. Like research, I was about to ask about that. As a researcher, I was just right. about to ask you because that's one thing that's always been exempted in, with, with IP yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I yeah. should be able, as a researcher, yeah. from, you know, to to, 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 to to glean from what mm. you're saying and put it forward uh, mm. for the purposes of research and so on. Yeah, and I believe that that obtains both Parliament and the EU, the EU Parliament and mm. the Council. I think they they both want to keep that as is. You know, for RP, obviously for educational purposes, purposes and so forth. Yeah. But when it says for private and non-commercial use, persons are saying, okay, well, fine, I could still, you know, share, share my thing on... I'm making money from Exactly, it. and I'm making any money for it. It's my private thing. I just mm. share in an article with you on WhatsApp or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on Instagram or whatever. But then the question becomes, like, those persons who have thousands of followers, mm-hmm. you know, you can say, hey, they have such an influence. And some of them getting paid too, because you know about some of them getting paid. Yeah. We call them now um, influencers. influencers. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a real thing. That's a yeah. serious thing now. Yeah. We're trying to be influencers yeah, in our yeah, own actually, right, but yeah. for, for, <laughs> for a different yeah. purpose, of course. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing with the link tax, mm. you know, Article 11. That's that's what it's about. And as we said, those are effects that could happen, but, you know, there we are. And then moving on to, I think, Article 13. And as a big fan of the meme, dog, you, you, you know, in our group chats and thing, I quick with the memes and them. Quick with the yeah, memes. Yeah, quick with yeah, the memes. I have a meme for everything. Yeah, that's why you get rated in the group chats. Like, yes, you know, you drop a if, meme. If you don't drop your meme in the group chat in a yeah, timely manner, you're out. Yeah. And, and your gifts are gifts, so if you're yeah. it. But, yeah, I mean, it, that's that's gonna attack those things. Mm-hmm. They call it the meme ban, essentially, or the upload filter, right? So, as we said earlier, the entire directive is actually often referred to as Article 13, mm-hmm. just because this of, is the most con- yeah. controversial part of it, because this is where this is what we consume now a lot. Yeah, that that's the biggest part of it. It really what it does is that it requires online platforms, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. etc., to remove copyrighted material. From their websites like i said before previously the buck stopped with the content mm. holder if i post you as a meme and you don't like it you have, <laughs> you have to check me yeah <laughs> but now we can say that if i post you as a meme and you don't like it it's the responsibility of facebook twitter etc to remove it to remove it yeah so the, the content holder can say i have a copyright in this mm. Take it down. Compensate me. Mm. And obviously, they ain't, they ain't gonna want to compensate, compensate everybody. Child, if I so, use a meme, you think I pay a few Exactly. So, what are they gonna do? They're gonna just block it, down, it all yeah. together. You know, mm. they're gonna prevent you from uploading it in the first place. So, that's why they call it the upload filter because it's gonna affect the way content creators um, use YouTube or mm. and other platforms like that. Because mm. if they can't verify mm-hmm. your content, they're gonna say, you know what? We don't wanna run the risk. Let me just pull it. Let's not upload it. Exactly, and that's a similar thing. Even when we started this podcast, remember we we submitted to um, Apple. When we submitted to Apple, they took mm-hmm. like two, they took like a week 
to actually right. listen to our content and so yeah. on and so on. They're still listening, I ain't sure. But <laughs> so email them, they say we're going to listen yeah. it and so on. And then after about a week, they came back and said, okay, good. Y'all good to good go. To we go haven't on. found any copyright infringement and something like that. You are now able to up- upload an Apple podcast, mm. iTunes. Right. And that, that's something else because people are saying that, hey, only the big companies can actually afford to mm-hmm. to do this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, a small company, they go say, well, we ain't going to run the, we ain't gonna run the risk at all. <laughs> You know, but YouTube and Apple, they might have algorithms and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a staff that could actually listen to some of the things. Mm-hmm. They can't listen to everything, you know, but because I think I read a stat that, you know, um, 400 hours of video is uploaded to YouTube every minute. Wow. But that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't, Dino Sweetbread. That's not how it says. Dino Sweetbread. <laughs> you can't even fathom that. So, I mean, you know, that that's going to affect that. And it, it entirely shifts the burden, like I was saying earlier, because... The, the directive it would make online platforms and aggregator sites liable for copyright infringements. And, uh, you know, it's intended to direct more revenue to the copyright holders mm-hmm. and so forth because obviously when they detect, um, well, it would encourage persons to pay licenses. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole that's idea. That's the whole thing, to make yeah. sure that people are earning a livelihood and exactly. that people's content is being respected, etc. Yeah. So, you know, but it's going to shift it to YouTube and mm. YouTube and so they aren't going to like it. They might yeah. just pull it all But together. I'll tell you this, Jarek. I was reading an article recently in the New York Times about um, China. And, you know, they have this, this big filter uh, mm. where only certain things can be posted to the Internet. They kind of control what the Chinese people view. Right. And it was, the article sort of took you inside what they call a filter camp. So, basically, they have... They have Hundreds of persons in there just sitting down on a day-to-day basis looking at content and deciding what, of course based on guidelines, what the Chinese people are allowed to see. So there are entire (laughs) companies and businesses built around that way. When you upload something or there's something on Facebook and so on, they look at it and say, Tal, we can't see that. You know, and it's it's a part of the government's push to obviously control the content that the uh, the people in China see. But this whole whole thing about the the filter kind of just reminded me about that and when you said that um, Google and so on might employ staff if the, if, if the AI not working mm-hmm. then you might just see man and you just breeze and wait and when you upload it nope <laughs> can't go nope exactly <laughs> so, yeah, I just imagine that yeah no no it's, it's a real thing you know because <laughs> yes. that's something that opponents are saying they're gonna say well these big companies are gonna control what we can see mm-hmm. because they're just gonna essentially say nope you can't look at this. You can't look at you this. You know, that, that's how it's going to be. IP. Yeah. We're laughing at it. It's a serious thing, people. It's a serious thing. And, you know, I actually saw some examples online with somebody. They created a, a photo. They did a Photoshop mock-up of a, mm. a hypothetical um, screenshot of what it would look. You would click on a link and this big pop-up would just come up in your face. Sorry, you don't have the license for this. And you have to close it. But I feel like know? that all the time when I dip on thing and I see the American size when I'm a killer. <laughs> You know, so I mean, that, that is essentially what it's gonna do. That's what Article 13 is about. This reminds me of like when I'm scrolling through, like um, on Twitter or like on, on Facebook, and then I see like this this, this brilliant description of a video, and I click on it, and you do not have the license to view this outside the US. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like my heart does just break. Yeah. I just be like, why are you even showing me that? Yeah. You're just teasing me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's gonna be like for persons in the EU, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because YouTube and so would say, okay, in order to not run afoul of the legislation, yeah, we just not gonna do it. Let's just block people yeah. from the EU from seeing our stuff. Mm-hmm. So persons in the, in the EU, like Delana said, we'll be clicking articles or videos and we'd say, oops, you're in the EU, you can't look at yeah, this. Yeah, we get that in you the know. Caribbean all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we do. 
And that's the thing because we don't have access to copyrighted um, yeah, certain copyrights yeah. in the Caribbean, so they would block it in our region. Yeah. So that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna see a rise in region restriction, um, yeah. region restrictions, right? And uh, um, that that's one of the spill-off effects. Because yeah, I was actually what that, in terms of what the impacts yeah. on us. Is it then mean that we're gonna be watching a little bit more TV and them something because if I can't see these things on the internet that I've grown accustomed to, mm-hmm. am I not going to be watching CNN more, BBC more to get and get my news and so on and so forth? Yeah, no, that's a good point. That that's what's gonna happen because if when you go on YouTube or we keep saying YouTube, but you know everything if you mm-hmm. go on Facebook, etc., and you aren't able to see your content or see content because this big banner pops up saying, "Hey, you don't have access mm-hmm. to this," then you're gonna go back to TV. You're gonna begin watching more TV the way we did back in you know ten years ago, like we said. Come on, man, watch TV now. You know, Netflix. So, um, and that's a thing as well because. Persons are also saying, or another point that can be made is that the internet, YouTube, etc., would become like TV mm-hmm. because YouTube, as it stands, they would trust NBC News, they would trust um, CNN, they would trust NBC, they would trust CBS because those are big corporations. Mm-hmm. So when CNN or NBC upload something to YouTube, they don't even check it. Yeah. Well, they probably do. I mean, the algorithm will check it, but they don't. There's a bias in terms of the checking. Right? Exactly. If you, Jando, in, in Vinci, exactly. in Richland Park, upload something, and say, but we had to check that. Yeah. <laughs> we had to screen yeah. that properly. Because, you know, they're a big corporation. You would say, okay, they've done their due, due diligence. Mm-hmm. They have the copyright. They aren't uploading anything that's not theirs. Mm-hmm. Let's just allow it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, as the say, if, you know, you are, or I upload something, then they're gonna make sure do their screens and check and so forth and that's where you run into trouble because you're gonna essentially it's gonna essentially be like watching TV again where NBC and CBN and CNN sorry and these major corporations control what's on YouTube and Facebook and so forth just because these companies would not filter their content the way they would filter everyone else's because they just can't run the risk so they would choose to allow CNN's videos etc to be uploaded on a whim no questions asked so it's gonna be like TV all over again and that's a problem because persons on well I know I look at persons on YouTube because I want their opinion because I, I kind of trust their opinion more than these ads that you see on TV True. when you see an ad on TV yeah. you know you feel as though okay they're getting paid it's an yeah, ad yeah, yeah. they created it when you're going to YouTube you know it's about it we see them answer about it yeah you know, review it because you feel as though it's real persons yeah. reviewing a product or giving you their opinion on something I'm not sure all inside the content exactly <laughs> whatever it is you know if it's a phone if it's a whatever new device something and you trust their opinions more some of them would say um, hey this is sponsored because I think they have certain responsibilities mm-hmm. in certain states to actually disclose that but other than that persons when they're reviewing a product you feel as though it's a real review Mm -hmm. and you trust it and you make an informed buying decision Mm -hmm. based on those reviews but when you no longer have that when it's like just tv again because this person who uploads this you can't (laughs) trust them infomercials the man is dying now when you make up all the money and see them things on exactly youtube (laughs) is just gonna be like nothing again you know so you would miss out on that you would lose that and actually i think these big companies are are, are probably clamoring at the at the uh, um coming to pass of this directive mm-hmm. because they're saying yeah we might get our foot our feet back in the door mm-hmm. because we've been losing out to youtube we've been yeah, losing we out know. to, to because, internet I, mean, I hear like 70 percent of the, of the youtube use mm-hmm. is on mobiles for example 
And That's obviously the, the way we use our phones has sort of influence in a in a great way. The way that we use the internet. Yeah. And yeah. so if if a lot of this content isn't available to us on our phones anymore, we're gonna to have to spend time on other platforms and on other um devices and so on. So it's it's a big deal. It's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. And then of course we, we might see the, the rise again of the VPNs. Um remember when those came into like hide yeah. the IP and so yeah. on and you yeah. can because for example we use I, I still do it sometimes when you when you want like a net really American Netflix American Netflix because right, I carry right. my Netflix same every day nothing. <laughs> you, you you buy a VPN, you activate your VPN and you yeah. pretend like you pretend for all intents and purposes that you're in the US yeah, and you get to watch some yeah. video yeah. and thing that like the movie and something that you can't watch if you were, if your IP was in the Caribbean. Yeah. And so that's a thing and so we might see people using that more to try to get around a lot of this and oh yeah so no on. definitely because if they begin to block them in in the eu then obviously a man in france and so we say boy well let me just get a vpn yeah. and say i'm in america so i can look yeah. at this country <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna happen i mean it's gonna be a good boost for these vpn companies yeah but uh you, you, but, you, but what you know. about the loss of innovation because i mean memes have to became like a thing for example that's true. like we're yeah. just like yo what wouldn't it be nice if i could show you exactly how i felt in, in, in response to what you're saying so you, you think about like for example i use the last meme i use was like the guy the character from the, um, office, the office in the yeah, group Kevin, just now yeah. <laughs> and, and and one of our colleagues said something and i you know and i say yo this is exactly how i'm laughing right now i was yeah, legit in the chair yeah. laughing like oh yeah. kevin was laughing it's better so emoji you know? yes i searched yeah. for that and i put it in the group chat and i knew it was flames yeah, yeah it was flames yeah because <laughs> i see you laughing <laughs> so it was flames yeah and so it, it started became like an innovation thing i know you can actually search from you can search for yeah, these memes yeah. and so on and so on and tenor and all those things yeah. that you can you can actually actively do that yeah. and so if you wanna that, that was that was that came out of innovation and, and a need and so there's the question now of whether or not this, these directives are gonna kind of stifle innovation in terms of what people can upload into platforms and so on you know yeah. if I want to share news but I can only share one sentence as mm-hmm. opposed to how I share a paragraph now and so on so there yeah. are a lot of implications far-reaching implications a, se- a separate and apart from entertainment value for yeah so there's a lot going on there oh yeah definitely like well like Delano said because you aren't able to perhaps share educational articles the way you would that kind of thing memes like we say we're losing mm-hmm. but even persons who you know do song covers and upload mm-hmm. to YouTube. Yeah, yeah for example I mean, because that's how you discover some great talent you know sometimes yeah, yeah. when post person covers uh, a Bob Marley song or this you know and then they get yeah. discovered I, I know what a cover in Bob Marley oh, some good Bob Marley covers that, that's what cool, I said cool 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 <laughs> Okay, maybe you want to cover somebody else. Come right, on, come on, guys. I know what I know. Bamali hitting. That's the thing. Cause they, they make it. No, that is own. not great. Bamali is great. No, right, and they make it their own, and you know. But I anyway, you, you. You, you see the talent. But when you have Article Thirteen checking for these algorithms, checking for that kind of content, then it would just immediately not allow you to upload your music covers yeah. or any remix or anything like that because it doesn't have that human element like we were saying. And then man have a shout, Bob. For us, Bob, if you can upload it. Yeah. How's that going to work? <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> so, that's... That's the thing because we might we might lose some of that. There's a lot of innovation in what persons are gonna upload, the content they're gonna create, how creative they can be with their craft. Mm-hmm. Just because these algorithms 
um, they, they don't have that, that ability to check mm-hmm. and to see if something is just a cover, to see if something is just a meme, to mm-hmm. see if there's satire behind it, mm-hmm. you know, and you're going to lose all of these copyright exemptions that are enshrined in our legislation. Definitely. Just because YouTube and Facebook and so can't take the time or they aren't willing to invest mm-hmm. to improve the algorithm to an extent although they may well capable. be forced to do so but there will be a period right. of time where yeah. where things kind of change mm-hmm. and know? then there's still like i don't know how advanced ai can become where it can actually detect those little nuances you know but Jarek, yeah. what's next in terms of this directive yes i mean you know i mean summing it up i mean assuming that the directive passes mm-hmm. then like we said before, then member states generally have about two years mm-hmm. in order to incorporate the directive into their own laws mm-hmm. and establish that framework. And, uh, you know, it's left to be seen how the member states do it, you know, how certain things are going to be interpreted, what uh, requirements or stipulations they're going to put on it to, like, kind of narrow it down or broaden it. So it's, it's really left to be seen. But just from the word of the, of the directive, it's a bit troubling mm-hmm. so you know there are a lot of opponents mm-hmm. so yeah. much things in terms of technology yeah. use and, and what it means mm-hmm. for us as a people and so i want to thank you for this discussion i've learned a lot and i hope that our, <laughs> yeah. that our people have learned a lot from listening to us and kind of coming on board with this i want to ta- thank acres as well for giving us for training yeah, this topic out to us yeah. i know a lot of other people have been training topics out to us and we'll get to them yeah. i promise but some of y'all you know some real controversial things bro like <laughs> You know, we have day jobs, you know. Yeah. No, <laughs> you but know? I mean, we, we, we're going to try to touch on everything that, that we can, you know. Yeah. And there are a lot of topics there. there. Mm-hmm. And we're only at episode 7. We're going to keep going. Yeah. We're going to keep informing everyone. We've been getting some good feedback. Keep it coming. We thank you for it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, and so the next segment, I've been waiting for this thing. <laughs> what are we drinking to this week? And I can start off. Yeah, because you, yeah, you start off. Yeah. I want to start off by drinking the CARICOM and our member states um, for the recent addition to the persons, uh, the, the number and the, the categories of persons who qualify as skilled workers who are eligible for CARICOM skill certificates yeah, yeah, to that. move mm-hmm. around the region. I think we now include people like um, persons who, who, who barbers, barbers and, so on, yeah. and so on. And, and, and that's important. Yeah. As a man, a good barber is important. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For example, uh, I, saw, I saw a meme. <laughs> the, <other day. laughs> the man, Baba Ganjil. Yes, <laughs> Baba Ganjil. What are you going to do now? So, it's important that these, these professionals, this extended list, be able to move around the region, uh, be able to access CARICOM skill certificate and, and be gainfully employed in other countries to earn a livelihood and so on. And it only bodes well. You know, I'm a regionalist at heart. And so when I saw this, I said, yes, we had a drink to this. Like, I, I drink could to definitely that. drink to that. Well, mine is, is less profound, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to pick up our musicians. I saw that Skinny Fabulous released a song uh, with Marshall. Oh, Marshall, Family Lily. Fa- yeah, and um, Bungie. And it was number one on iTunes, mm-hmm. so I think it still is, probably. But, you know, it, it was produced by Vincentian. Obviously, Skinny is a Vincentian. I think the lyric video was created by Vincentian as well. Yeah, like Junior, it. Junior Lee. Um, and it's a good thing. I want to I wanna encourage everyone to keep making their yeah, music keep pro- content. Yeah, your trade, man. Yeah. Like we say, don't let Article 13 affect you. you know, <laughs> don't fall afoul of it. I mean, you know, create your own, you know. And, um, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, definitely. We could definitely... We yeah, always got to drink to Vincentian and Caribbean talent. Yeah. 
So, again everyone, thanks for sitting with us, chilling with us, having a drink with us. This has been episode 7. I'm the lawyer, Jadrick Cummings. And I'm Delano Souza, the policy analyst, and we will see you next week. Thank you.